Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, Matt and Ryan look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words! Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to Fill the space between a hard place and a rock is all we do but we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? What trips to telephones that are no different to you? Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name's Ryan Placetti, and I am here to disentangle you from the Gordian knot of the internet's bullshit. And I'm Matt Saint Singh, and something dawned on me recently. You get the last word of the podcast because you do essentially all of the editing or all of the editing. But I get the first word because I go second in the introduction, and I'm going to use this opportunity to tell you about a story that happened to me recently. I'd like to point out before you continue that you do, in fact, get the literal last word on every episode because you say, don't wreck yourself. Yep, that's it. Yeah, I guess, I guess. But like when I say you get the last word, like you get the last say in whatever our listeners. I get to uh, determine what your last word is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So recently, Elise and I, we both had very trying weeks for very different reasons. We both worked all weekend a few weeks ago. I was out of town. She was in town. And, you know, she was stressed out. I was stressed out. And so I did something that I really haven't done before. So I sent flowers to Elise's work. Okay. And this is what happened. It took me like a minute to pick out the bouquet. Gorgeous bouquet of sunflowers because they're in season. Okay. But it took me 25 minutes to craft the best message I could possibly do. But when they delivered the flowers, the card did not make it in. So literally, there was all these women at Elise's office trying to figure out who these flowers are from and who these flowers are for. I think they ended up on a different woman's desk by the end of the day. Oh, (laughs) what Bible quote didn't she get? It wasn't. This is not a Bible quote. This is as many puns as I could fit into 160 characters. Okay, here we go. Imagine you're at work having a stressful week and you get a card from your significant other and you read this. I'm head clover heels for you. Maybe thistle will brighten your day. Bought any plants tonight? If not, maybe we can talk dirt. I guess I'm a little thorny. Love, Matt. Oh, wow. I just soiled myself. <laughs> yeah, for, <laughs> but for different reasons, right? <laughs> um, no, no so, that was that was very romantic. Exactly right. Thank you. Thank I you. I can tree why she's with you and she doesn't leave. Uh, well, yeah, there's uh, I, it might not be because of my pun ability. I'll just say that. But <laughs> I, you oh, know, your, 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 your puns are pine. Here's, <laughs> here's the thing. Um, she didn't get the card. And that's like, in my view, that is more than half of the experience. And I don't have to say I have an ego. All I have to say is I'm a professional writer and you know, I have one. And <laughs> they literally did. They took my words and just threw that shit out and just gave dying, slowly dying plants to her. And so I was trying to figure out that when if she, is Elise mad at you for sending plants to another woman? No, she we, we figured it out that it was from me because it was later in the day, and I was like, hey, did you get a delivery? She's like, yeah, I got food delivery. And I was like, that's not what I'm talking about. She's like, oh. She's like, well, I'll check if there's a package downstairs. And I literally said, god damn it. She's like, what? I was like, I sent you flowers at work today. I guess you didn't get them. And she was like, that's from you? And I was just like, it just like took the, exp- it took the wind out of my sails. It like ruined the entire experience. You know, we've talked about previously on the podcast how we have unsold inventory, and I wrote an anti-ad for this flower company that I would like to read. 
Did Elise do the right thing and just snatch those flowers off that woman's desk? I think by the end of the day, they did figure out it was for Elise, but there was a confusion in the beginning. And long story short, the flowers are currently on her desk, dying slowly, but they smell and look nice. So what are you going to do, right? Ah, that's more than we can say for you. Exactly. I was, I was, I was, <laughs> I was so pissed. I was like out of town for the whole week, working my ass off. She was working her ass off in town. Absolutely wild. But I'm going to go ahead and take this opportunity. I'll, I'll be quick. This is an anti-ad. All right, go ahead. Hit me with your anti-ad. <clears throat> Here we go. That's the sound of me clapping and rubbing my hands together expectantly. That's Foley work. Elise hates that sound, by the way. She will cringe when she hears that. But here we go. Do you want to waste dozens of dollars and have your hard-earned words not even show up? Well, then Urban Stems is for you. Remove the stress of worrying if your complete order is delivered, because we just don't do that here. Our team of unprofessionals will ensure your credit card is charged and their account is enlarged, only to have him or her confused about the whole damn thing. Urban Stems. Not even once. (laughs) <laughs> so I wrote that ad, but I will, I should say I'm, I'm making fun of urban stems. I, I, I want to be honest. They gave me a full refund and they p- apologized profusely. So they ended up doing the right thing. They just right. pissed me off in the process. So I don't well, mind naming and shaming them. Given how mean spirited our ad is, do we need to return their money to them? I would say, no, I think this is their fuck up. I, and you know, and I can talk about whatever uh, I want on a podcast. So. Well, I know, but if we're running an ad for them, it's an they, should, they, they should get what they pay for. They're not paying for anything. I, I pay so wait, for we're it. just reading free ads for urban stems. No, I'm reading. I'm reading a funny ad to, for for comedy reasons, buddy. Like it's funny. Yeah, it's but there's no such there, there's no such thing as bad press. We just so if you're out there and you're looking to purchase flowers, while we are encouraging you not to necessarily use urban stems, they did refund Matt's money, so maybe use it. Well, yeah, only if you want half the delivery to show up. All yeah. right. Well, some you people know? are into that. Like, you know, it's like when well, I'm, couple, well, I'm not. <laughs> it's like when couples role play at like a hotel bar and they're this like, wasn't oh. a real ad. Like, like they're, they're, well, I mean, this is this is like that, though. It's like when couples role play at a hotel bar uh-huh. and it's just like, hi, I'm John from Toledo. I'm Christy from Chicago. Well, what are we doing here in Des Moines. Indianapolis. They're in the middle. Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Indianapolis. I, I'll buy that. I was, I was, I was going for Des Moines. I think we're picking up the same vibe though. Now, Indianapolis is between Chicago and Toledo. Des Moines is a little farther to the West of Chicago. It's a little far, but I'm just trying to think of a, uh, of a nondescript Midwestern place to have a, have a convention. Gary, style Indiana. Hookup. Gary, Indiana. Yeah. What do you think their, what do you think their profession is? John and Christine. All right. So, uh, so Christine, who's from, so this is her fake profession. Yeah. Yeah. This okay, is, this okay. is their so back. This is the backstory. So Christine works in advertising in Chicago and John works for a company that makes food preservatives. Ooh, I like that. I was going to say like, uh, like dental medical devices. Okay. I think we're on the same track, you know? Yeah. Chicago, I feel like you're, it's a bigger city, you know, you got a bigger profession, Uh you know? So anyway, what does this have to do with the anti-ad? I guess I'm trying to make the connection. I forget. Yeah, but it's funny. We're creating a whole backstory here. Write this down. We can we can make a novel on it. No. So anyways, uh, you know, so it is what it is. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's not that big of a deal, but I thought it was a big deal. We thought it was actually kind of hilarious when we figured it out. But, um, you know, fuck off Urban Sims. <laughs> uh, you're, if you would like us to run a real ad for you, Urban Stems, we are. Not too proud to take your money. No, absolutely. I will be like Urban Stems is the best flower company I've ever worked with. Uh, I mean, you could 
Like, let, let's try a positive ad for Urban Stems. No, I don't. I, I refuse. I do not want to be part of this. If you like pricks, get a dozen roses from Urban Stems. Yeah, no, they're the pricks. They're the pricks. That's, hey, that's, speaking speaking that's, of that's, pricks. That's, that's, that, that's my joke. Sorry. Well, you, you, you were fucking with my anti-ad, so I can fuck with your real ad, I guess, you know. My ad was an anti-ad too, Matt. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so let's get into this meme that I saw recently. Now, did you see it, Ryan? I sent it to you, right? Uh, yeah, I did see a, a screenshot of this article from Vice News, but I'll let you talk about it since I did not do any research per usual. So so this meme, it, it looks like a screenshot of a news article, right? And I'm going to describe it's a Vice News article with the headline. And this is absolutely wild. Meet the Xanax addicted ketamine peddling Yakuza tattoo artists living as furries and fighting ISIS in the streets of Lima. And that is plural. It's not just one Yakuza tattoo artist. It's multiple Yakuza tattoo artists. No, the, the, the cover photo is two people who are dressed in their furries. One kind of looks like a white tiger. The other one kind of looks like a brown tiger or like some sort of bear. It's hard to just it's hard to find out. It's hard to figure out. Let's break down this headline before I'll get into the the if, if this is even real and it's wild <laughs> so xanax right it is a benzodiazepine is used to treat anxiety some people take it recreationally and because they're xanax addicted we're assuming these drug dealers are addicted to xanax uh they peddle ketamine which is a horse tranquilizer that has disassociative and hallucinogenic effects uh, it was one time considered a club drug yakuza okay. is actually the organized crime organization in japan and is i it? think the are they, they are they an organized crime organization, Matt? Oh, they are. I, I didn't. They are. They are. Org, they're. They're a gang. They're a gang. They're organized crime. Period. Right. Yeah. Good point, man. Like, it's, it's it's like saying pin number. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or ATM machine. Yeah. Oh god, I, I hate all those things. Or Donald uh, Trump insurrectionist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, zinger. So I think the addition of a tattoo artist is interesting. Uh, I I have never spent a day in Japan. However, I did used to work for the second largest newspaper in Japan. And the Yakuza is, again, organized crime. And tattoo artist is interesting because, you know, the Yakuza have tattoos. And not a lot of people in Japanese culture have tattoos. So I have heard, this is this is only a rumor, that when you go to check into like a hotel in Japan, they will ask you if you have tattoos. And sometimes if, or if you have visible ones, they will not let you check in because they associate that with organized crime. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I, d I did hear about a, uh, there's actually a Japanese art historian who pays Yakuza for their skin when they die. Wow. I actually did not know that. So he's like trolling Japanese prisons looking for Yakuza who want to preserve their tattoo artwork because they're famous for like having like full body tattoos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The like body suits, I think, is, uh -huh. the, is the is the term. So living as furries, that's pretty self-explanatory. I think we've I think we've talked about it before uh, previously on Don't Break yep. Yourself. Fighting ISIS in the streets of Lima. So Lima <laughs> is in Peru. How much of how much ISIS fighting are you really doing in the Peruvian capital is my first question. Um, I think that there's been much hay made politically in America about the possibility of ISIS and other uh, fundamentalist Islamic groups sneaking across our southern border. Peru is to the south of us. I think that Rand Paul would look at that and say, that's proof. That's proof, indeed. That's that, yeah. that, 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 that is that is. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, well, here's the thing. 
I, I was like, there's no way ISIS is in Peru, right? But in 2019, Peruvian police captured an alleged ISIS leader who was living uh, in this in the town. According to authorities, he allegedly, they found explosives in his house. So were they tipped off by a man dressed as a large jungle cat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. First of all, like, how, are you selling? How are you fighting ISIS as a, as a Xanax addicted ketamine dealer? Are you selling ketamine to ISIS? I, I mean, I, I really don't know. But here's the thing. So let's. So this is an absolutely wild headline. It's almost like one that Ryan wrote. If you're listening to, if you read, no, it's it, it is literally just a hodgepodge of things that I think are funny. It's fact, 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 and they're all kind of hilarious. But here's the thing: I could not. First of all, this is not a news article. This purports to be a. A, a TV segment that supposedly originally aired on October 14th, 1916. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> October 14th, 2016. It's literally the world's first YouTube video. <laughs> the, yeah, right. Yeah, right. I could not find the actual clip. I searched YouTube. I searched Vice on HBO. If this is on the internet, it has been scrubbed. The only thing I found were different screenshots of this supposed news article. So right off the bat, I'm like, I can't find anything about this. I, I'm leaning towards I really don't think this is true. Did you tweet the founders of the Proud Boys to find out? Well, I know they wouldn't have touched it because it's like in Peru. They're like, oh, South Americans. Ew, gross. Well, they're not a racist organization, I heard. Yeah, according to them. Actually, I think actually according to them, they are. Maybe the broadcast peaks. Maybe no one has the rights to it. Maybe it was like something that got scrubbed. However, I found a real Vice article. And in this Vice article, the author says, I was in a viral fake news meme about Vice. That article, that fake news article involves ketamine. Okay. So there is already a pattern, maybe, of fake Vice headlines involving the party drug slash horse tranquilizer. All right. So you think this reporter might have been is the reporter saying that the news article is fake and their name was attached to it? Yes. Or yes. that they reported on something that turned out to be a hoax. So I think it was. I think it's the first one. The article actually is kind of unclear, which is actually what you expect from the coke addled vice reporter. Right. But um, so the head the fake headline was how this penniless ketamine dealer is queering homelessness through slam poetry. And why I smoke DMT in her garage. So it has a similar structure of just absolutely crazy batshit stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a, that's the reaction I had when I was like, oh, my God. All right. So this does this does sound at least like a real Vice article. It is not. The headline for the real Vice article, this first person narrative is how is I was in a viral fake news meme about Vice. It also involves ketamine dealers. I'm just saying, I think I'm ready to come down on this determination that this meme this thing did not happen it is not real but I, I think I'm, and if it is real i'm gonna leave the door open if it is real i was not able to find it i've been to israel and i did not meet any xanax addicted ketamine peddling yakuza tattoo artists living as furries and fighting isis in the streets of lima so well then it's probably not true if you if you if you've never found it ryan it's probably well you have true. to say it's probably not israel <laughs> <laughs> What a layup. It was right there for the taking. It was right um, there. This is, I will say, before we move on here, I did find something interesting. Uh, Peru actually has a second largest ethnic Japanese population in South America, second to only Brazil. About 23,500 Peruvians are ethnic Japanese, which represents 0.1% of the population, but they're the second most uh, Japanese, ethnic Japanese population in, in they're, they're, they're the They're the second, they're the second. Okay. Where, where do they rank in terms of local Peruvian ethnicities? 
Oh, so that I couldn't tell you, and I'm not going. To, I'm not going to. I don't know. I, I I didn't really want to look up the demographic makeup of Peru. I was just curious how many Japanese people live there. I literally would not have been able to help myself had I been the one researching this article, and I'm going to lord that over you. Okay, well, you know, for, um, for the rest of your days, this is oh shit. So so seven days. Right? I'm going to peruse their demographic data and throw it in your face. Oh man, I'm trying to come up with another. Uh, you have to say Lima, Lima alone. Oh, you know, why don't you Lima alone on this, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll cut it so it sounds like you came up with that. Or we'll cut it so it sounds like I prompted you and then I said we'll cut it. No, you get not, the idea. Let's not do that. Yeah. So anyway, final determination. I think I'm ready to say this absolutely is not real. And if it was real, you you just best bet this was going to be on the internet somewhere. <laughs> but I was only able to find other like funny memes, like other screenshots of this supposed meme. So okay, that, that, okay, that, that's what I say, Ryan. I, I want it to be real. I just don't think it is. I, I mean, I want to party with these guys. Yeah, right. I mean, they seem it seems like a total fun thing to do. If I could choose somebody to get a tattoo from, it'd be a Yakuza style tattoo from a Xanax addicted ketamine peddling uh, ISIS fighter or ISIS. Um, let me clarify, not an ISIS fighter, a fighter, <laughs> a fighter of ISIS. I, I guess a, uh, a mortal enemy of ISIS, <laughs> which I think would be like most people in the world, I would hope. You know what, Matt? That's why we created this podcast, because the Internet's full of assholes posting fake shit. And it's our job to separate the wheat from the chaff, the information from the misinformation. And we need to let those assholes know exactly who they are when we find them. And speaking of which... That's right. We're going to the subreddit, Am I the Asshole? I love Am I the Asshole because it just gives me the opportunity to like lord over these personal problems <laughs> and make me feel so much better about myself. And that is what the Internet is for, my friend. Yeah. And for me, I try to be as positive as possible when dealing with other people and as polite as possible. So I make an effort not to call people names. However. Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> I, well, that's why that's why I have that's why I get final cut on the episodes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make it. Am I the asshole of, hey, I, he's editing me and I don't like it. I'm going to make this. Um, I'm going to make one of these and see how many. Yeah, people think what I'm we'll do is we'll just we'll just drop the quotes that I cut and they'll let you know. Oh, shit. We should make we should make a blooper reel or like a one that I wouldn't want my mom to hear. Right. <laughs> anyway, what I like about Am I the Asshole is it saves me the it saves me the guilt that comes with acknowledging somebody else's awfulness. Okay. Verbally, because they're literally asking, am I the asshole? They're putting the word right in my mouth. They're putting their asshole right in my mouth. No, they're not putting their asshole. They're putting asshole in your mouth. Not and they're not putting their or an. They're putting the word in your mouth. Well, fuck which is not, not nearly as fun as the real thing. I'll tell you that right now. I am a I am a millennial. It's just what we do, I guess. Yeah. When did, when did that? I mean, we should get to the bottom of like when ass eating. Became we should cool. get to the bottom of when ass eating became to the cool. bottom. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right so let's, get into it. Yeah. let's let's do this. So this is uh, posted by user strip tease throw A.I.T.A., which is Am I the Asshole? So this is a throwaway account that this person created because they're too much of a coward to put their actions to their name. I mean, I, I don't think this is cowardly at all. I think this is par for the course. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the story here is that uh, this couple, uh, a man they're and a woman. Engaged. They're engaged. Yeah, they're engaged and they're both invited to a wedding and they were close enough to the bride and groom to be invited to both the bachelor party and the bachelorette party. I think the uh, the the female member of this couple is actually in the wedding party. OK, OK. 
So in the planning for this, it becomes clear that the men are intending to go to a strip club. I mean, does not sound out of the norm for a bachelor party. Does I've actually s- never been invited to a bachelor party. So, Al, hey, invite me to your bachelor party. I'm a whole lot of fun. Well, you can go to my bachelor party. You can go to my bachelor party. I, I, I didn't have a bachelor party, so we can go do one. Okay, this one's awesome. But Erin yeah. will have to go, too, and she'll determine which strip club we go to. Yes, dealer's choice. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> anyway, so it becomes apparent that the, the men are going to go to the strip club. So this guy does the responsible thing in a relationship in which the activity of going to a strip club has been untested. He runs it by his girlfriend, his fiance. Sounds like a good thing to do. Yeah, it's it's a responsible thing to do in a relationship. And she expresses discomfort with the idea of him going to a strip club. You know, he he points out, it's like, look, I don't want to end up sitting at a bar or at another location waiting for everybody else to get out of the strip club. And it's going to take a while. No one goes yeah. in for like a quick 10 <laughs> minutes, I feel like. No, they go in until they run out of money. Yeah. If you're a make it rain person, you're not going to last long. Yeah. I, I, my first question is how many people of this group are rappers? And that will tell you how <laughs> many, how long they're going to be, how long they're going to be in there. <laughs> I don't know. But she really, she sets her foot down. She says, uh, I'm really not comfortable with that. And he says, OK, I, I respect your wishes. Very nice. Very nice. I agree. What a what a what a great boyfriend. Yeah. So on the night of the bachelor slash bachelorette party, the two parties go in separate directions. The gentleman sits at a bar for an hour with a couple other guys who didn't have permission to go to the strip club in, in, okay. in the context of their relationship. And everything's fine. Yeah. On the bachelorette side, it turns out the maid of honor has hired male strippers to come to the hotel room. Uh Oh, spaghetti. So. The woman is like, I really shouldn't be here for this. But then the other uh, the other members of the wedding party, quote unquote, make her stay. First thing, that is the biggest bullshit cop out I've ever heard in my life. You are removing your own agency when you say I didn't have a choice. I just had to look at these half naked, chiseled, big dicked. I don't know. I imagine I've never I've never really seen a male stripper before. But like, well, you're taking your agency away from yourself. Let me let me help you out here. If you need, we can we can pause our recording. You can step into your bathroom and then just uh, what I want you to do is I want you to put on a like it's raining men and then just okay. slowly take your clothes off. OK, well, um, I mean, I already did that today. You want me to do it again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it occurs to me that I never actually told anybody what the question is, but that's good because we're answering the question. Yep. The question is, am I the asshole for not telling my boyfriend about strippers at a bachelorette party? So she goes, she goes to the bachelor party. The strippers happen. She does not leave the room because she doesn't have a choice, quote unquote. Right. And then several weeks later, they're at the wedding and the gentleman sees members of the wedding party joking. And he walks over and finds out that it's because they know that he sat out of the strip club and she uh, sat in a hotel room with strippers. And he was mad. So she did not like after the after the night happened, she wasn't like, by the way, there were male strippers. She held that information from this guy. No, the am I the asshole question here is not whether she's an asshole for being in the presence of male strippers, but for not telling her boyfriend about it. So he found out on his own like weeks later. Yep. Okay. so uh, real quick, she's the asshole. I'm just going to go ahead and say, okay, good. All right, we're done. We're done. Yeah. No, I mean, like, come on. I mean, like, <laughs> it is just such a crock of shit whenever someone's like, oh, I was going to stop drinking, but like, you know, they didn't let me. And I'm like, no, you literally have autonomy. You get to decide what situations you put yourself in. You get to decide where you spend your time. And you have already expressed to your significant other how you don't, do not want him to be around, you know, strippers, which 
I mean, you know, it's it's a legitimate opinion to have. It's it's in the it's in the context of your own relationship. Yeah. Uh, my issue here is he raised the exact point that he didn't want to feel pressured to participate or not participate, and he overcame that per her wishes. While she caves to the pressure, it seems. To the exact same pressure that he'd already expressed a trepidation about having to deal with. I guess we know who is about like, with which to have to have dealt. <laughs> I'm not sure what the what the what the what, what the grammar police have to say about that, but I'm I, I think you know what I mean, right? I, I'm picking up what you're laying down. Yeah, I get it. All right. It. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think um I guess this demonstrates that he has like self will and she's when she sees like a hot, half naked dude, she's like, Well, I guess I have to. Yeah, well, I mean, kinda. say, I mean, <laughs> honestly, it could it, it could have been a lot worse. He could have uh, been like found out a week later because he tested positive for chlamydia. So it could have been way worse. Well, apparently he is suspicious of what actually happened because she did not tell him. So yeah. it sounds it sounds like this guy has become suspicious of her fidelity as a result of her dishonesty. What What's your prognosis for this relationship, Matt? I give it a year. <laughs> no, yeah, I think um, it doesn't sound right. I can't, honestly, it's just so brazen. It is just so brazen that she essentially barred him from going to the titty bar. The fact that she kept her, she kept it from him. I think she would be way less of an asshole if she was like, look, there were some drinks. There were some strippers. I didn't feel like I could come out of it. I'm sorry. That would the, be way different than holding the information from him. The solution to this problem is, and I, I completely understand, she said that she was unaware that the maid of honor had invited strippers to the hotel room. So she was already in the strip club before she had the opportunity to say, I don't want to be in the strip club. It, the strip but club was her room that she was in. Yeah, exactly. But that's the that's the point where you text your partner and say, hey, I know we had this discussion already about you going to a strip club. But the thunder from down under is here and I want to stay. <laughs> but this dude, John Ham, just came to my hotel room dressed as a firefighter. And he wants to show me his fire hose and I don't <laughs> want to leave. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> He's playing the Sergio sax from the SNL bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I, I, I think I think we both came out the came out the gate pretty strong here. Yes, this person is the asshole. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, yeah, the prognosis is not good. And I feel bad for this guy, I'll be honest. I kind of yeah, if you him. don't let your boyfriend look at a stranger's asshole and then you go immediately look at a stranger's asshole, you're the asshole. Yep, 100%. But as long as we're talking about looking at things and perhaps getting excited, I have a question from No Stupid Questions that kind of is on the same track here. Are we talking like, all right, well, send nudes. Let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to lay it on you, Big Daddy. No, um, that, that was fucking weird, right? That one just slipped out of me. It's okay if it slips out of you as long as it doesn't slip into me. Oh, God. Um, then I'll have to have a frank conversation with my wife, and you'll have to have a frank conversation with your Elise. You would be like, oh, I know we talked about not being inside of each other, but Matt, he gave me no choice. I, I couldn't get that. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that I gave you no choice. Okay, that sounds real bad. That sounds real bad. All right, so let's fucking move on. I, <laughs> I got to get away from this conversation. The strip club of a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't see, find my way out. There's too many mirrors. Yeah. See, Elise specifically said, Matt, don't flirt with Ryan on your podcast. Oh, she knows. And he found she knows he better. found himself in a situation where he where he was feeling compelled to flirt because I was putting it out there. Yeah. And he yeah. drew back. He backed off of it, respecting his relationship with Elise. And I can. Yeah, I can. I can, I can respect happens. that. I yeah, can respect we'll that. We'll go with that. That sounds good. Yeah. So this uh, this no stupid questions comes from user Juice Farmer. 
How? And the question is, ladies, does a bulge in men's pants draw your gaze the same way nipples poking through a woman's shirt draws ours? Are we qualified to make this determination? Absolutely not. <laughs> nope, but that's never stopped us before, so let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> The main question for me is, are bulges specifically analogous to women's nipples? I, I mean, th- this guy might, this guy seems like he's a nipple guy, not a breast man, you know? Okay, so let's get into the anthropology of it, I guess. Elise was an anthropology major. I should bring in here to talk about bulges, you know? Elise, can you, can you come in here and provide an expert opinion on men's bulges? I would hope, that, I mean, you know... I'm going to go ahead and say she can't do that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I would, she, she can do whatever she wants. You know, It's not quite analogous because breasts are secondary sexual characteristics, whereas a penis is a primary sexual characteristic. It's the main show. It's the whole. It is the main show. Yeah. So it, yeah. are dicks and nipples the same thing? No, absolutely no, not. I, I don't think that they are. No. Because although breasts perform a task, they have a yes. they have a. <laughs> They have a purpose that is related to sex in that nine months after you have sex, a baby may come out, at which point you are legally obligated to feed that baby. Well, okay. Or you can leave it on the doorstep of the fire station that John Hamm works at. (laughs) I feel like John Hamm, if you're out there, we will absolutely, we will never stop talking about your dick. So sorry. No, we will. If you send us a cease and desist order or a A, check. A a cease and desist (laughs) desist order. No, so... yeah, I think you bring up a great point, I think. Um, but I think here's the thing. Uh, Finish your first I mean, sentence, please. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's the hardest part of editing the podcast is like I'll start editing a sentence and then it'll end in the middle of the sentence. And then we're in a new sentence. I'm like, which sentence do I keep? Well, that's because we're interrupting each other constantly, <laughs> you know. But I mean, it, it is what it is. Listener, you're already if you're listening to this, you're already into it. No, but I, I think the question is, I mean, so bulges. I mean, is that an attractive thing for women? And I will say, again, I was a journalist. I can I can keep anonymous sources, and I will keep these sources anonymous. As I asked a few women that I know, and I got mixed results. Some women say, oh, absolutely. And others say, it does not do anything for me. All right, well, I mean, at the risk of talking about John Hamm's penis again... The entire reason that I know that John Hamm has a huge hog is because of paparazzi photos of that beast trying to break out of his chinos. You know what it I mean? Looks, it looks like a sea monster. So yeah, somebody yeah. somebody thought that bulge was impressive enough to not only talk about, but to record for posterity. The idea of someone having a huge cock and taking pictures of that, that doesn't automatically translate to sexual attraction. It's just like a uh, interesting factoid that we're learning about celebrities, right? Well, I, I think that's where you and I differ, where you might not be attracted oh. to John Ham's bulge. I find it extraordinarily titillating. It's no, not I, that I, I necessarily want to have sex with John Ham, but it's like that age-old question is like, do you want to watch porn with little dicks or big dicks? Uh, well, so that's an interesting point, and I feel like, I think what psychology has taught us is that when guys watch porn, a lot of times the fantasy is they are the guy. And so you don't, so no one wants to see a small dick on porn because no one wants to have the small dick, right? Right. When they say, you know, you're looking for big cock porn, you're like, imagine yourself as having a big cock. So Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Which is something every guy has lied about in their life. (laughs) You know, I, I was, I was uh, a little bit curious about this. Let me, let me tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to put someone on blast, someone in my life on blast. I'm not going to say who it is. Oh, well, then you're not putting him on blast. Then you're not putting him on blast. Well, let me let me say what I'm going to say, and then we'll find out whether they're on blast or not. All right. All right. So there is a person in my life that I see on a regular basis who I often catch 
sneaking peeks at my dingle package. Whoa. Uh-huh. How tight are your pants? Sometimes I'm not even wearing pants. Like sometimes it'll be like I just oh. got out of the shower and I'm getting dressed. Oh, so and this, this person, okay. this person will look dead on at my dick and I'll have to say, stop looking at my dick. No. You, uh, and then this person who will remain nameless. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Will laugh and say, ha ha ha. I looked at your dick. All right. So I was definitely wrong. You're definitely putting this person on blast because you're leaving nothing to the imagination. I'll just say that. You know? <laughs> I don't I, I like to think I have really good deductive reasoning, but I did not need it for this. <laughs> well, who do you think it is? The person who sees your penis the most. I can neither confirm nor deny that. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm was... sure. I'm sure. <laughs> no, it, there's mixed results. I think this it uh, was actually my publicist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think it's an interesting question. Uh maybe it's interesting, but I think um I mean so this guy's into nipples. He's not in he's not into breasts, he's into nipples peeking through the shirt. I think although although nipples and and, and peni are not necessarily direct analogs. In this context, the idea of sexual features being revealed through clothing is comparable. In addition to your research, I doubled down. So we've been doing these uh, ad swaps for the Whores in Room 6 mm-hmm, a podcast. And I, I ran this by Kalia because they're pretty upfront about sexual exploits and sexual discussions. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Her exact response was my favorite thing when I was working the window at my food truck was to oh. stare at bulges while they signed the credit card screen because it was just right in my line of sight. And I'm a monster. OK, but like, was she attractive to it or was she just interested? That, that is the question I have. I think there's a difference between because we are interested in John's Ham's penis, but we are not attracted to it. I see. I see what you're saying. Hoping that we can settle this on this episode. I think we've already established that we're not qualified. There are more differences between individuals than there are between genders. Yeah. So like you can imagine that there's people who have different different opinion on this. Yeah. Like uh, homosexuals. Oh, I did not even think of if you are gay. You might not be sexually titillated by something just like a sitcom in the 90s. I forgot about the gays. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> so I, I think this question suffers from a degree of heteronormativity. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's the guy's question. It, 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 I mean, he's definitely a guy, right? So, well, well it I mean, says ladies, all ladies. It doesn't okay, say straight all right. ladies. All right, Does a bulge right. in men's pants dry your gaze the same way nipples poking through a woman's shirt draws ours? Yeah, I think Jim okay. Farmer needs to open their mind a little bit and expand their ideas of human sexuality. The spectrum of human sexuality. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. For some people, a bulge in men's pants draws their gaze, whether they are women or or gays. Or, or gays. <laughs> um, can can but, we say gays? Is that like a slur? Can you say gays? We can do it if it's a pun. Thank, all right, well, thank like, God. Like, for example, if I were to say the bulge in my pants attracts the gays. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think that you're thinking very highly of yourself and your bulge, which I don't know. I've never seen it. I've never really. I mean, you've seen it. my bulge, but you obviously didn't take notice. So modest though it may be. Yeah, well, that's okay. It has to do with the, the tightness of your pants more than the fucking mass that's inside of them. No, I think final determination to each their own. It's an interesting question. And I'm starting to think that No Stupid Questions is not the woke bastion it purports to be. <laughs> more than anything, I think Juice Farmer just told us, like, hey, I really like nipples. Should I also be looking into dicks? 
<laughs> Maybe it's like a, an algorithm on Facebook. It's like, hey, we noticed you were into essential oils. Would you also like to discuss anti-vax conspiracies? It's, oh. <laughs> Cor- it's like a correlation thing. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. hey, uh, we noticed you enjoyed nipples poking through shirts. Have you considered the possibility of bulges in pants? Done. I feel like, um, yeah, it seems like an apples to oranges comparison. I'm not sure what the exchange rate is for the bulge inch to nipple, right? Um, the, the nip, the nip to dick ratio, the nip to dick ratio. Yeah. Just, just the nip, you know, just, just to get you started. <laughs> well, I um, think, I think being attracted to just the nipple is the same as being attracted to just the head of the penis, just the tip. Well, I mean, depending on the size of it, it might be in the most prominent part of the uh, organ. All right. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> penis that's all tip oh god oh man it looks like a it looks like a popsicle (laughs) speaking of exciting topics that are hidden away from the light of day (laughs) okay i found what looks to be a political ad that features it's the, the the whole thing's kind of a washed out pink but it's got like a small three-year-old child on the left side that looks and this little girl. She looks chubby and sad. And it's got a little quote. It's got a little quote by it that says, why can't I play in the abandoned copper mine, mommy? And then, <laughs> and then underneath that, it says, because Joe Hart didn't clear out the vampire dens. Vote Fucking Ian Kobe, mine inspector, write-in candidate. Oh, my God. Mine inspector. I didn't realize that was what the office he's running for. <laughs> Um, so first of all, um, how fun are copper mines to play with? I'll be honest. Uh, well, my favorite part is the, uh, the, the toxic runoff. That's so I think, I I think you're kind of burying the lead here by talking about how fun it is to play in an abandoned copper mine because the, the story here is vampire, the vampire dens is is the real key. Okay. So it's a political ad. Ryan, is this real? Very much like your Xanax indebted ketamine peddling accused a tattoo artist living as furries fighting ISIS in the streets of Lima. Oh, God, this too, too has been kind of scrubbed from the Internet. OK, so it, which means it's probably not true. You would be wrong. It is very oh, true. It, okay, the so reason the reason well, why shit, it's, now I, I'm worried about the Vice article now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason why this has been uh, is more or less disappeared from the Internet is because this guy's only presence online for the campaign was a, a Facebook page for his campaign and a Twitter account, which only points to posts on his Facebook page. Ah, so okay. okay. The, the Facebook page has since been deleted, so most of this content is lost. I gotcha. So was the Facebook page or Twitter account where they verified? Do we know that it was actually this campaign? Um, there's no blue check by it. Uh, that said, I did uh, I did find some uh, reporting that was contemporaneous with it in the Chicago Sun Times, uh, as well as a couple other blog posts for people who follow uh, Arizona politics. So, so this I, is in Arizona. This is in Arizona. Yeah. So this is Arizona. Uh, Arizona mine inspector is an elected position in in the state, and sure. this guy Joe Hart is a Republican <laughs> who is running unopposed. Okay. So um, first of all, I have to say. Arizona may be the worst place I can think of a vampire to live. First of all, it's the it's a desert. It's it's sun. Their bat their basketball team is literally called the Suns. <laughs> and um, they also Phoenix does not. I feel like Phoenix does not observe daylight savings time, so they get an extra hour of sunlight that would be very detrimental to vampires. Okay, well, I mean, I don't think Phoenix gets more sunlight than anywhere else. They're just. I mean, I feel like they get a shit ton of 
I don't think Arizona literally gets more sunlight or hours of sunlight than anywhere else. I mean, it's not as overcast, I guess, because it's a desert. Yeah. But it, I don't know if that's a factor considered in vampire real estate. I absolutely think it is. And I'm glad you brought this up real estate because Redfin did post the 10 best cities for vampires around Halloween in 2014. <laughs> and I, I have a list here that I kind of want to get. I have a few things I want to get. I'll tell you what, my, uh, this is going to come as a huge surprise to our audience, but my research on this topic is thin. So I welcome your interruption. Okay. So first of all, let's get real. Uh, people in real estate definitely know about blood sucking cretins. Yeah. They're called brokers. But uh, th- they're right. I think, I think you can get this. What do you think the number one city that is best for vampires, according to Redfin? New Orleans. Nope. Not even the top 10. Not, not even, even, not even the top 10. Not even the top 10. Oh gosh. Uh, is this national or international? Nah, it's a uh, United States. Just in the United States. Just then. in the U.S. Yep. Uh, Traverse City. Traverse. Uh, well, uh, Detroit. Nope, not on the list either. There's so many empty buildings that they can put their coffins in. I'm going to tell you what they use to. to, to, to let me tell okay, you the yeah, methodology me, they use. Give me All the right. criteria because I think Detroit is the correct answer. Okay, so the way they determine this is by counting the cloudy days. The bar hours, how late they're open, and the number of blood banks and drives <laughs> that are in this, and home sales near, near cemeteries. So it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny how they come up with it. I think. All right. So I mean, that's 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 pretty great. Um, yeah, so right. we're gonna say uh, Seattle. Seattle's number ten. Portland. Portland, Oregon is number four. How about Salem, Oregon? Uh, nope, nope. These are all major cities. These are all major U.S. All cities. major U.S. cities. Okay. Yes. These are all ones that they're all they're all on on the map, right? You, everyone, everyone has heard of, of all of these cities before. I can just tell you too if this is taking too long. <laughs> I mean, you got you got you got two out of the top ten after knowing yeah. the um, criteria. All right. Uh, well, San Francisco. Nope. Okay. Not not even in the top ten. Not even in the top ten. Nope. No. If I say no, um, it's not even in the top ten. If it's in the top ten, I'll tell you the number of those. If you say no, it's a slap in the face, is what it is. I'm sorry, you feel bad. <laughs> well, first of all, blame Red, blame Redfin. Here. Blame Redfin. All right, go ahead and hit me with the uh, hit, hit hit me with the other members of the top ten. Because while I think the Pacific Northwest should be well represented because of the number of days of overcast, uh, some of those other factors I'm less aware of. Uh, I do stand by my Detroit statement, though. Okay, okay. I th- I think honestly, I. Th- I think Detroit should be on the top 10, but let's start at uh, from bottom going our way up. So number 10, you got it was Seattle. Number nine was Atlanta, Georgia. Number eight was Madison, Wisconsin. That's like the smallest city on this list. Okay. Uh, it's college town. Number seven is the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Ooh, I like number that s- because then you can have rival gangs too. Exactly. <laughs> rival vampire gangs. It's like, it's like the best West Side Story adaptation. Or you can, put were- you can put werewolves in, in St. Paul, vampires in Minneapolis and do a whole underworld thing. <laughs> um, so number six is Washington, D.C. All right. Number five is Boston. There's a lot of bloodsuckers in, in Washington, D.C. And, uh, uh, and and Boston. Boston certainly does suck. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. I love I love you, Boston. <laughs> I think I've only been there a few times, but I've had a fun time. It's just a, a sit, it's a shitty city to drive in. <laughs> um, so number four, you got was Portland, Oregon. Uh, number three, Baltimore, which makes total sense. I think. Yep. Edgar number Allan two, Poe. Chi- yep, for sure. Number two is Chicago. And number one, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, which makes sense because it's a Slovenia and we know that vampires come from Transylvania. So, yeah, basically the same thing. And Philadelphia sports fans are basically monsters anyway. So oh, the, the, the worst of the worst. I know nothing about sports. I know Philadelphia sports fans are the worst. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I just gritty vampire slayer. <laughs> anyway, 
anyway, but I, yeah, right. Anyway, I, I think the way the criteria is hilarious. Again, they count the cloudy days, how often are the bar hours, how late they're open, the number of blood banks and drives and home sales near cemeteries. I just think it's pretty awesome that they did this. Uh, actually, I'm not all that surprised about Philadelphia because there's actually a lot of like hidden graveyards and stuff. But, like we dug underneath the playground at the preschool, found a cemetery. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> I mean, these are all pretty old cities that all that um, you got. You got to figure they're all very populous. So there's a lot of dead people. Right? Yeah. And three of them, uh, Boston, Baltimore and Philadelphia, all have claim all lay claim to Edgar Allan Poe, the master of the macabre. Ooh, yeah. I think uh, Baltimore for me is definitely the Edgar Allan Poe city, but maybe it's just because I live closest to it. He lived. He lived in all three. He ended up dying in Baltimore. Oh. He was. Uh, do you, are you are you, are you familiar with the circumstances surrounding Edgar Allan Poe's death? So um, this is. I don't know if I should mention this, but we'll, maybe maybe I'll think about it. But uh, you murdered Ed, you murdered Edgar Allan Poe two hundred no, years I'm... ago in Baltimore, and now you live, <laughs> well, and, and now you have to move to Washington D.C. where all the other vampires went. This is how I, I come out as a vampire. This is how you find out. <laughs> no, um, so I uh, I was in Boston. Or excuse me, I was in Baltimore a few years ago, and I was with a friend, and we went to Edgar Allan Poe's graveyard and went to Edgar Allan Poe's house. All right. Well, you went to Edgar Allan Poe's grave. Was he in it? Uh, you know, I, I didn't knock, so I, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. You didn't rap, rap, rap on his coffin door. No, no, no. I no. It's, I was actually kind of creepy, like this old timey cemetery. Anyway, you did know. you at any point other words nevermore? Oh, when, when yeah, on the way there and back. It was, like, <laughs> it was the only thing. It's the only thing I said. Yeah, for sure. The secondary question is, what fucking kid wants to play in a copper mine? <laughs> uh, literally every kid ever. Really? I, 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 I mean, I'm into rocks and I, I think it sounds dangerous. Kids love going to places that they're not supposed to be. I, as a I kid, guess. I used to play in the sewer tunnels like it oh, was Jesus. Well, that explains a whole lot. <laughs> and we would we would crawl through the drainage tunnels and then like pop up the grates and, and we, we would Ninja Turtle it like Ninja Turtles. Probably the <laughs> yeah, yeah. With Master Splinter. They're, they're great. They're great. I will say this about the this, this supposed political ad. Uh, this child looks way too young to be playing in a copper mine unsupervised. <laughs> like, I feel I, like, I, like I'm sorry, like maybe a teenager, like, a you know, maybe 12, 13 years old. I can imagine like, like a standby me moment. I would imagine that they are in a copper mine fucking around. This kid should not be doing it. It's way too young. Yeah. So uh, I was able to confirm that these were real ads. Uh, he, this wow. Guy, this guy did not have a budget. Uh, everything, <laughs> went, everything went through his Facebook page. It is essentially a joke campaign, but he was a real writing candidate. And, you know, this is the American dream. Right. So dream. I was able to grab some poll quotes and stuff from screenshots that people had taken at the time. OK, um, then this this quote I actually got from the Chicago Sun-Times when they reported on it. A best a good city for vampires, the number two city in the nation. Yeah. So, I mean, they have an interest they and, they, and they put and they put Sun-Times in the name so that way they could uh, protect themselves. They could ward themselves against vampires. Uh, but but this guy, Ian Kobe, said the mines must be cleansed of dens. There's no room for compromise here. No AZ mine Draculas. <laughs> I can get behind that on every single. I can get behind that. Yeah. Here's here's another great quote. I think the most prudent solution is to secure the area from vampires and seek to reduce the negative impact on local communities as part of sound mine based reductionist policy. <laughs> oh wow! Honestly, you got kind of weird there for a second. Wow. Uh, so this guy is a real human being. I was able to track down some of his social media accounts. Ian uh, Kobe, right? Like the yeah, beef. Ian Ian Kobe, like the beef. Uh, but he has a eaten Kobe. <laughs> he has a, uh, a Twitter account. He's at Squidsicle. He has 50 followers. He's following 167 people. He describes himself as a a pixel pusher. 
Curmudgeon, owner of Jacuzzi Wolf, used spas for the exceptionally hairy gentleman. Uh, <laughs> well, we, we need to get into that. That's wild. And, yeah, his, like a vice <laughs> and his profile picture is him pointing at an Olive Garden sign, presumably because that's where he goes to get some of his vampire fighting equipment like garlic, garlic and yeah. garlic and unlimited breadsticks, which he then sh- sharpens into sharpens. steaks. <laughs> what you do is you take them home, make them go stale. You have day old Olive Garden breadsticks and <laughs> stick them in a heart of a vampire and a copper mine. Thank you for your service, Ian. Uh, I also found his LinkedIn account. What is he doing now? What's his job now? What's he doing? Well, he is described as the creative director and head of product design and development at a place called HBI International. Okay. Uh, his his responsibilities there are listed as project management, creative development, okay. product design, okay. art direction, brand management, training raccoons. <laughs> Uh, he has okay. apparently been there for 10 years and three months. He went to Arizona State University where he apparently made Sun Devils, in, by the way. Sun Devils. It's a perfect place for a vampire hunter to go to school. But he went to Arizona State University where allegedly he majored in AD&D and sorcery. AD&D? That's Advanced Dungeons and Dragons oh, and sorcery. <laughs> wow. I mean, this is, this is the kind of ad you expect from someone who's into D&D. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know the type of ad that I'd expect from somebody uh, who's really into D&D? Oh, probably our illustrious podcast soundtrack master, Rick Reynolds. That's right. I'm a huge D&D fan, and I highly recommend that all of you go out there and purchase and play the music of Rick Reynolds because he was kind enough to drive a stake into the heart of silence (laughs) by letting us use his song United from the album Portals in Progress. And I'll be honest, I'm not sure mentioning D&D is going to have him have any more sales. I'll be <laughs> might go the opposite direction. I don't know. Led Zeppelin was really into D&D and they seem to be doing just fine. Well, OK. Well, technically, they're more into Tolkien. Touché. But let's be let's be real. If you're into Tolkien, you're into D&D. You can follow us on social media. We are Rep Your Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Make sure you're following on all of us there. And we have a listener group in Facebook. So search for it. Join. Be merry. Be happy. Yep. It is. Don't wreck yourself listeners and don't forget you can also email us don't wreck your pot don't forget you can also email us we're fucking 21 episodes in and i don't know our fucking email address <laughs> <laughs> you just wreck yourself man <laughs> you're, you're wrecking this whole project <laughs> ah. all right well we are wreck your pot at gmail.com you can send us your questions criticisms and topic suggestions. If you're a woman, I'd love to know if you're into bulges or not. And if you're a man, send us pictures of your bulges and we'll show them to women. If you're also uh, a man, I want to know if you're into bulges or not. So, you know. Uh-huh. And if you are into bulges, we'll show you pictures of bulges that other men send us. Yeah, we're, 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 just, we're just a third party bulge vendor. Is what we're doing here. <laughs> we are a, <laughs> a middle, uh, we are a downstairs middleman. We're the Airbnb <laughs> of bulges. <laughs> Uh, air balls and bulge. Air balls and bulge. Air balls and bulge. Yeah. All right. Uh, so if between like earth, wind and fire. <laughs> <laughs> so if you find yourself hovering over the share button while staring at a picture of John Ham's penis and you're wondering whether it's just too good to be true and you don't have time to wait for our next episode, be sure to check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. We are united, but we're so far apart.